This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's week four and a half, week five of college football, week four in the NFL, and we've got all the props, odds, promos, and parlays ready for you at BetOnline Sportsbook. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, with the link in the description to this episode, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's do it. Razor Rosenthal is here with us on the show. You guys uh, can check him out on Twitter. He's got fantastic insights and expertises in the gambling world. Uh, Whenever football and basketball season roll around, uh, we always love to have Razor join us. And so uh, we're headed into what I like to call week four and a half now. It's week five of college football, week four of the NFL. And uh, I cede the floor to you. What have been your biggest takeaways in the last uh, couple weeks since we last talked? I would say Aaron Rodgers is an important piece of the puzzle for the New York Jets. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the the Jets with a very lucky walk-off punt win against the Buffalo Bills. Other than that, Zach Wilson uh, struggled to matriculate the ball. And also, let's, let's don't forget the circus touchdown by Garrett Wilson. For those who had a Garrett Wilson anytime touchdown prop that night, uh, they are very lucky and they should not be cashing tickets, but they did. Uh, yeah, that's just the big storyline for me. Obviously, the Denver Broncos facing off this Sunday. Pretty fascinating matchup. If you're betting on that game, uh, you know, you listen, uh, you may need to call 1-800-GAMBLER, get some help, because that is a uh, very difficult game to handicap, and there's certainly too many more options out there to, to bet than that game. So, uh, yeah, great in play and then Kyle I mean best time of the year almost you can make an argument next week playoff baseball that's the other part of the equation too is that you've got playoff baseball coming up right now and the wild card races are fun at this point I don't know who's going to end up emerging from the whole thing but I mean I had said before in the American League there were like four teams that all had an equal chance of winning at this point now there's a ballpark chance that Houston might not even make it to the playoff so I'm excited for playoff baseball, too. Yeah, Houston really, really, really hurt themselves uh, over the Thursday through Sunday span, getting swept by the Kansas City Royals. Won their first game, looked great. Then last night, giving up six. And and that's just a team that I can't figure out. If you've bet on the Houston Astros in the month of September, you're probably negative 20, 25 units at this juncture. I took a stab on them uh, last night. Had to go in live with Seattle because it just didn't. It's hard to predict. They have a great lineup. Their staff on paper is probably one of the best, but they are not. They are really underperforming. I would like to see Houston in the playoffs because they are such a good team. They bring a lot to the table. 
Another team that's just kind of fading away and should have been in the playoffs by now is definitely the Toronto Blue Jays. What a horrible loss last night. No runs, gave up a two-run bo- bomb in the in the uh, top of the ninth. So uh, very hard to figure out the Toronto Blue Jays and Houston Astros right now. And then you have the Minnesota Twins and the Tampa Bay Rays, who, to me, not very sexy teams, but obviously have clinched the playoffs and they're in. Uh, Tampa, I mean... I don't get it. They they have a Durham Bulls lineup, Kyle, and Durham Bulls are the AAA team for the Tampa Bay Rays, and they still find ways to win. Last night, up a touchdown against the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox come back to make it 7-6, and then boom, get two in the eighth, and then uh, cover the run line. It's hard to figure out. That's why we love baseball. Yeah, Tampa Bay is interesting just because – since about the middle of the season, or I guess since closer to like May or June, they've essentially been a 500 team. But you look at them and you think this is a team that can potentially make a run in the playoff just because of one, the random sample sizes of baseball. And two, the fact that, like you said, even though they've been bottom 10 in offense, they're still putting up pretty good numbers. And they might get a uh, a favorable matchup given that uh, they're going to be the four seed. They're going to play the wild card at home against, at this point, what I think is going to be Toronto. So I think that's a series they can probably end up winning. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see the uh, the Jays and the Rays play. Obviously, I, I don't know how many, I don't know the win-loss ratio for the Rays against Toronto, but they played so much, so a lot of, uh, familiar familiarity with these two teams, but I, I think playoff baseball. I've probably said this before in your podcast over the last two years that that's the best to me. That's by far the best best uh, playoff series for all four professional sports, in my humble opinion. Yeah, and there's a outside chance we could get Houston versus Texas in the ALDS, which is the matchup I'm rooting for most, and Tampa Bay Baltimore. If we could get those four teams, that would be just excellent. Excellent playoff baseball this year. Yeah, the Orioles. De- the Orioles definitely the story of the year. I mean that 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 team has been building with young talent for so long, and it's finally paid off. And that's a great city, the charm city of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, while has has seen so much struggle over the years, that's one of the nicest ballparks in the country. Camden Yards. If you haven't been there, you need to make an effort to go there, and that place will be rocking, rocking for the ALDS. I can't wait to see that unfold. Yeah, and Baltimore's that team that I'm going to kind of like discover in the playoffs this year cuz like I know about Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman and everything they're doing, but I haven't really sat down and like dove into their team, so I think I'm going to discover them once the uh once the ALD I assume ALDS, they're two and a half up on the Rays, but once the ALDS rolls around, that'll be the uh the team that I discover. Yeah, a lot of good talent. You mentioned a few names, but there are plenty more. So, yeah, let's hope they get that opportunity to play in the ALDS so you have a chance to not see them collapse in the wild card. It could happen. But uh, a little concern for Baltimore, you know, to me is just not enough experience in these situations. But let's see. They could play loose. They can win these. uh, They are very capable of winning the pennant. So I'm looking at the Amer- uh, the National League side, and I've been joking, it's going to be Braves-Dodgers at the end of it, but the way we get there might be kind of interesting. If you get Arizona, Chicago, and Miami all fighting for those last two playoff spots, obviously the Phillies are going to host a wild card, the Brewers are going to host a wild card. I don't feel confident about either of those teams, but at least the wild card, we're going to have some fun matchups in the first round, regardless of who ends up there. I think Philly's dangerous. Philly's live the league i i really believe that i think they're you can get plus money on them obviously right now and you're going to still get plus money 
uh, in the wild card in the ALDS. But, you know, I watched I watched Philly play last night. I had a big bet on it's Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, you know, the staff is good. They don't get they don't produce enough runs as you want them to in that top of the lineup. But, you know, they they find ways to win and they're a dangerous team. We saw it last year. I like the value of Philadelphia winning the uh, the NL pennant and getting back to the World Series. I think that the Dodgers and the Braves right now obviously have cemented themselves as clearly the best teams in the NL. But when you're talking about value and you're playing the number, I, I like the Phillies. I really think they can make it back. I mean, last year they didn't just beat the Braves in the first round of the playoffs. They pretty much do- uh, dominated the Braves. Or That was the NLDS. It wasn't the first round, yeah. but they pretty much dominated them in that series. Yeah, pressure obviously was on Atlanta. Philadelphia came in loose. Uh, I look at the, the 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 lineup one to nine. Y'all know that, but I think Philly Philly can match them. Though the big concern is what can they do when we get deep into the game? Do they have the bullpen? That's where you get a little bit scared. But if Philadelphia can somehow, uh, you know, create leads against the Braves and the Dodgers, I think the plus money is the value right now. All right, let's take a swing over to college football. It was a a busy weekend last week, and uh, I, I we didn't get to chat with you about what your parlays and and things you were looking at. But what were your biggest takeaways, and uh, how'd you feel watching the final play of Ohio State and Notre Dame? Well, it was exciting. It was the only game I thought that was really good last week. A lot of them uh, were disappointing with all of the hype. Florida State, Clemson, yeah, you know that was a good conclusion in a close game, but it wasn't a great product to watch. I think Clemson's offense is absolutely terrible. It kind of reminds me of what we saw out of Clemson, you know, pre-Dabo Sweeney 10, 12, 13 years ago. Just not not that great. No major weapons. Uh, that game stood out. I hit both of those games, took the Knolls on the money line. Kyle took the Buckeyes on the money line. So, you know, very lucky to get both of those schools to come home because Ohio State couldn't do anything on offense pretty much the whole game. Notre Dame's a good football team. I was really impressed with their defense. I feel like if they run the table, you can give them a very small chance to get to the playoffs. But if you like value and you like plus money, then this is probably the time to bet Notre Dame to get to the playoffs. It's probably a very slim chance, but you're probably getting some really good odds for them to reach the Final Four. They're going to have to run the table but I think it's I think they're capable. The USC matchup is obviously going to be really difficult for them. But I'll with Hartman. That wasn't his his best game that I've seen. But I, I feel like Ohio State is back when it comes to defense. Ryan Day can tell you they're tough. For instance, excuse me, that post game interview. Uh, Ohio State I think has a clear path to Michigan. Uh, we'll see those teams square off for the right to get to the uh, Big Ten championship, and of course the right to play in the Final Four. So if the final four is going to have Georgia relatively untested through the season, it's going to have the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. Are the last two spots pretty much anyone's between the 10 teams, three through 12 right now? Yeah, I think you got to give it to the Pac-12 winner. Potentially Oregon or USC will go undefeated. I, I think there's a possibility of that that taking place. Give Florida State a really viable chance. They escaped, uh, they, you know, they escaped near death in, in de- down in Death Valley. I think FSU is live to make the playoffs. Uh, the SEC, I think, table potentially and maybe battle their way in with a win over Georgia. Uh, could be LSU if they can beat Georgia and Atlanta. I think LSU is really good. Played, they played two bad quarters 
of football against Florida State. They led at the half in a game that you can say was neutral, but obviously that game was just about 200 miles south of Tallahassee. I, I just don't think LSU has enough firepower, it seems like, to, 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 beat, to beat these really good teams. But I think they're good enough to beat this very average SEC schedule. Uh, they have their wide receiver neighbors, who's an absolute stud. The run game is okay. Uh, you know, they, they have Jaden Daniels. He's an incredible quarterback. But LSU, to me, is capable of making a run. Do they have enough weapons to beat Georgia? That would be the question mark. I give LSU another team that I kind of like right now with plus money to get to the Final Four. If you're looking at and values, look at LSU and Notre Dame, two teams that have have manageable schedules. They just have to win that big one. Notre Dame, USC, LSU, SEC Championship game. Those two teams have to get to the playoffs. Uh, nobody else really stands out to me, Kyle. Um, I don't have too much faith in Oklahoma, obviously. They've been really good, though. Oklahoma's undefeated against the number this year. They've covered every game this year, which is a lot, a lot different than what we saw last year. Texas, to me, I don't know. When I watch them play Wyoming, they look gazy to me texas oklahoma will be an interesting test for texas i imagine they win that game down the road uh i I don't like any of these teams outside of florida state lsu surprisingly ohio state michigan maybe notre dame and you've already mentioned uh georgia and and the two packed uh, 12 teams in usc and oregon See, that's that's the part where I would uh, maybe jump in here. Also, just as a quick side note, I love that we've reached a place where LSU's tough test being the SEC championship game and not a road game at Tuscaloosa is the place that we've arrived in the college football world (laughs) that LSU has to go on the road to Alabama. But that's not the toughest game on their schedule because they might be a favorite in that game. I love that we've reached that place in college football. Um, But the other point that I had is you mentioned the Pac-12 teams and I think you skipped past the team that I think has the best chance of making the college football playoff from the Pac-12, and that is the Michael Penix Jr. Washington Huskies. I think that's the best team, or I don't know if it's the best team, but I think that team has the best chance of going undefeated in the Pac-12 or winning the conference championship. Yeah, there's no dispute there. Michael Penix and Washington have done an incredible job this year. What they Say, oh, he's you know Michigan State's terrible. I, I agree with their they're a bad team, but you don't go into Big Ten country and win that big. I think if they would have beat Michigan State by ten or fourteen, I still think we would have been impressed with that win on the road because those 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 games are very tricky. I did not mention Washington. I I feel like the Oregon defense definitely has a chance to hold up against Washington. I do like I do like uh, Michael Penix a lot. I do like Bo Nix. It's tough. I I mean, I I think the Huskies have a chance. I I probably will add them to the party since you mentioned them. I also think Washington State's really good. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see that Apple Cup and and what's the weather like. Where is that game would be my question because if it's in Pullman and it's nasty and cold, you can throw out anything. It's going to be a tough uh, tough situation for for the uh, Washington Huskies, especially if that game is at Wazoo. The Civil War down the road, I just think Oregon versus Oregon State, I like Oregon there. So the path for Washington against Wazoo and Oregon really depends on where those two games are. I'm sure you're looking it up for me right now. Where's the Washington Huskies-Wazoo game and where's the Washington-Oregon game? Because I think that is a telling story right there. You know me exactly right. So Washington's games this year, so they play in three weeks, or I guess two weeks because they have a bye week. They play... Uh, coming off a bye, home against Oregon. Okay. Then they play 
November 4th at USC. Then they play November 11th home against Utah. And then the Apple Cup is in Seattle. Uh, helps. So very favorable schedule, except the fact that they go down the Coliseum. But Kyle, you and I know the Coliseum really isn't a huge home field advantage. I mean, that 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 to me has never been a huge home field advantage. Those students don't get loud like they do in Seattle or even even in Pullman or Corvallis or Eugene. So Washington is lucky. They're, they're toughest games. You, you just mentioned USC, Wazoo, Oregon, and Utah, if I have this correctly, three out of four are in Seattle. Is that right? That is correct. That's a huge factor. So I think that now that you mentioned that, Washington is probably a little more live than Oregon or even potentially USC. Obviously, USC gets them at home. So let the, the, the Pac-2 uh, championship we saw last Saturday night, uh, <laughs> it's sad because this is it's crazy. This is the best year the Pac-12 has been in how long? And, and now it's all all falling apart but great season ahead here in october november on the west coast so it's funny i just i'm looking at their schedule right now and i see a classic trap game in there too speaking of the pack two because washington in between their back-to-back trip of at usc and then the next week home against utah and then the apple cup two weeks after that november 18th they have to play at corvallis against oregon state and i feel like that's a classic trap game coming off the emotional high of usc potentially having to beat utah the next week that game at corvallis feels like a letdown game for washington and uh maybe they i don't think they're going to be an undefeated pac-12 champion but i don't think there's going to be any undefeated teams at the end of this pac-12 gauntlet i think washington might end up a one-loss conference champion and if they do a one loss conference champion might be good enough to get the fourth playoff spot this year in the Pac-12. I, I think I, I agree with you. I don't foresee any of these teams going undefeated. I feel like UCLA kind of had a chance to do it and they just just couldn't score many points in Salt Lake. If I if I if my memory serves me correctly, I did hear that UCLA did not have to play the Huskies or the Ducks this year. So their schedule was favorable but they had to win in Salt Lake to have a good path to the, to the Pac-12 title. That's going to be tough now because we know they're going to play USC at the end of the season. I'm sure sprinkled in as a Wazoo or Oregon State, that won't be easy for UCLA. So Chip Kelly may be once again uh, underperforming here as he gets before he gets into the uh, into Big Ten play. But uh, yeah, disappointed with the UCLA game. I actually played very heavily that game, the under. That may have been, that was really scary early on, Kyle. If you remember what happened in that three thirty Eastern start last Saturday, the first play of the game was a pick six by the Utah Utes, and we didn't see any scoring from there. It was a beautiful under at fifty three and a half. Yeah, a 14-7 game that had a pick six on the first play is remarkable. To answer your question also, UCLA has three ranked opponents left this season. Uh, Next week, not this week, the week after, they are home against Wazoo, then at Oregon State, and then at USC to finish the season. The rest are unranked games. The Pac-12 is really exciting. I mean, look at Friday Night Lights at 9 p.m. U- uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. How about the Utah Utes? They travel to Corvallis. Do I have that right? Because I know I won't be able to watch these games. I have a, a function to attend Friday night. We have Louisville coming to Raleigh, North Carolina. I uh, really love Louisville. I- I'm always transparent, and I do not ever put emotions when it comes to betting. Louisville just has way too much firepower 
for the North Carolina State Wolfpack to match. The NC State Wolfpack offense has been overall below average and at times anemic. If you watch the Wolfpack play in Charlottesville last Friday night, for whatever reason, Kyle, the Wolfpack are getting a high school football schedule. They played uh, three times now on Friday evening this season out of four weeks. Don't ask me why <laughs> or how, but they are. Uh, l- give me Louisville minus 160 on the money line. Big on Friday night in Raleigh. I know that the fans will be really pumped and excited. It is a blackout at Carter-Finley Stadium, but Louisville has really impressed me. Outside of the second half against Indiana, where they scored 0.0 points and held on to a 21-14 win, they were up 21-0 uh, at the half against Indiana in the neutral game. Uh, down in Indianapolis, but Louisville outside of that, what they did to Boston College, I don't think, in, I mean, even though Boston College is really bad, Kyle, uh, we, did not, we didn't see Florida State do that to them. Uh, I think uh, Louisville probably dropped, if I remember correctly, gosh, maybe like 55, 60 points on, uh, on the BC Eagles. Uh, give me Louisville just to outscore NC State. The Wolfpack may, may make a couple stops here and there, very decent defense for the ACC but uh, I, I just don't see them matching points. I, I feel like this game is going to be about a 37 type of 27 game. Uh, Moneyline Louisville for me on Friday night. Yeah, you know your information is correct. Louisville did drop 56 on a Boston College team that I thought was going to beat Florida State. I thought they were going to come through and beat Florida State a couple weeks ago. And then uh, uh, Utah does in fact travel to Corvallis to play DJ Uyunglele and Oregon State this Friday as well. So I hope you have fun at NC State at the very least, getting to watch them play Louisville. And then uh, I think they, ha- I think Miami comes to NC State this season, right? I think I saw that somewhere on the schedule. So I know you'll be excited for that one. Your your hometown team against your uh, your current home team of, and your alum of NC State. So I hope you have fun watching Louisville NC State, even if you are uh, not a big believer in the Wolfpack this year. Not a big believer. Uh, Wolfpack do play Miami on my daughter's birthday. That is November 4th. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, you know, Miami right now, the win over Texas A&M to me gives me belief that Miami is – viable in the ACC, but we all know what Miami has done over the last, what, 15 years, Kyle, gets you a little excited at times and just kind of like a cancer, it just spreads and spreads in a bad way and you end up going seven and four and a team that really should go nine and two or how many games they played, 10 and two. The talent's sort of there. I mean, it's building up much better under Cristobal than we've seen with other previous coaches, but uh, Miami, you know, they beat TAMU. I'll give them that. They beat them up pretty good at home. Texas A&M is not a bad football team. But let's see. Let's see Miami against good good opponents. Uh, I haven't really seen any tests last week, of course, playing against Temple in Philadelphia. There are more fans watching me play pickleball than there are fans going to watch the Temple Owls play football. They're going to get Georgia Tech at home. Easy win for them there. But the big test, Kyle, and I actually may be at this game. Mark it down, October 14th, my backyard. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 
or Chapel Hill. Miami Ooh. at North Carolina could be a really good game on October 14th. Well, the other thing that's interesting about Miami this year is that they are what for all intents and purposes, sorry, Florida Gators. I know they're ranked right now, but for all intents and purposes, Miami is the last real test that Florida State is going to have this season. So unless Florida State drops a weird, weird game like Miami might be the best chance of keeping Florida State out of the ACC championship slash college football playoff. And I mean, they'd have to go to Tallahassee, but the whole uh, Miami feels like the only team on paper that would be as talented as Florida State potentially in a game like that. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm interested in from the Miami standpoint, because they have four and five stars up and down the team. It's just they have not been able to put it together yet. A lot of them are freshmen or sophomores, and obviously it's year two with Cristobal. Well, what is good for the ACC and what is good for the state of Florida would be Miami-Florida State potentially being undefeated on November 11th. Now, Miami's tests before that are pretty minimal. They got to win in Chapel Hill, which won't be easy. They got to win in Raleigh, which I think won't be super easy, but very attainable and manageable. I would say right now I would make that line Miami five and a half in Raleigh. I'd probably make the Tar Heels about three and a half in Chapel Hill. So Miami doesn't have massive hurdles before getting to Tallahassee. And boy, I mean, the state of Florida is dying for Miami to Florida State to be a relevant matchup. Played oddly in November, back in the day, 20, 30 years ago. Played early September when we had an ACC versus Big East opponent with Miami. It's really, really fascinating to see those two teams back where, 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 where they should be with the talent pool that these coaches have to work with. Just haven't had it. I hope it comes back this year. I hope so, too, because otherwise it's going to be Florida State like Notre Daming themselves into the playoff where they they win the tough games by just a couple points and then, you know, play a relatively easy schedule the rest of the way. And then we're forced to put them in the playoff, even though they will be 12 to 13 point underdogs against Georgia. I'm just hoping someone gives Florida State a run for their money because you talked about Texas being Fugazi. It feels like Florida State's pretty Fugazi at this point. The only thing I I would argue with is that, you know, Florida State did beat LSU. Texas did beat Alabama. I like LSU more than I like Alabama. I even make LSU a three and a half point favorite in Tuscaloosa. I make LSU a six and a half, seven and a half point favorite if the game was in Baton Rouge. So I think Florida State's win over LSU to me from the naked eye was more impressive than Texas winning at Alabama. That's just me, but I, I have a little more faith in Florida State than I do in Texas. Florida State, not an easy win in Death Valley, and they did not play well, and they found a way to win. So let's see. I'll tell you what. Texas has a test this Saturday night in Austin. Rock Chalk, Kansas Jayhawk is pretty good, Kyle. This team is undefeated against the spread. I think they cover the number in Austin. I think it's a pretty big number. The last time I checked, man, I think I checked it on Monday, Kyle. Are we sitting at, at, a, at a number north of two touchdowns, or is it just south of two touchdowns in Austin between Kansas and Texas? I will get you the updated line. I had previously seen 16 and a half, so yeah. let's see what we have as of right now. It is 16 and a half. Yeah, I think the concern there is can 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 Kansas make enough stops and you know, I think Kansas will score, but, you know, it's tough. If you turn the ball over in your red zone and you're down by 10 and that Texas Texas gets that backdoor touchdown, it's really deflating. But 
I kind of like these these Big 12, Big 10, Big Dogs, Nebraska. You know, Nebraska-Michigan to me is an interesting matchup. Michigan has not covered the spread one time yet this season, Kyle. They have had the worst out-of-conference schedule of anyone in the top 10. And not saying Nebraska's good, but Nebraska will be their toughest opponent. And they're going to have to do this uh, laying 17 to 17 and a half. Yes, they pushed against Rutgers, or you lost it. If you had Michigan 24 and a half, you'd be silly not to buy that hook, bring it down to 24, 23 and a half. Kind of like Nebraska and Kansas here, two big eight teams from the past that I like to cover the number at Texas. And I think Nebraska, if I, Nebraska home against Michigan or on the road, I, I would assume that they're, they are home with that number. I feel like it would be much larger in Ann Arbor. It is at Nebraska. Yeah. That's why yeah. we're sitting at 17. Yeah, I feel like that's 22-and-a-half to 23-and-a-half in Ann Arbor. I think Nebraska is a team I'd like to play right there. I like that spot. I'm going to buy it up to 17-and-a-half. Michigan is a team that controls the clock. They don't score a lot of points. They don't have a lot of possessions. That's why I, I lean Nebraska here in this matchup. Kansas is a little bit different. Kansas is a little bit more scary because they're fast, right? That means they'll be off the field fast. There'll be more turnovers. And if Texas can create turnovers inside the KU 30, that could lead to a 20-point win. Even though it feels like KU hung in there, they easily can lose by 20. So I would put more units on Nebraska as an underdog over KU, but kind of like them both. All right, let's swing it over to the NFL real quick before we wrap it up here. Um, any takeaways from week three? I know it's a little early in the week, so maybe you haven't done the week four betting projections, but is there anything you're a, a big fan of from last week or maybe Lions and Packers on Thursday? Yeah, first of all, really impressed with Philadelphia's win at Tampa. I, I, the betting public kept making that line Dropping that line from six and a half. You even had some fives pop up on the board, Kyle. Philadelphia was my biggest play of the weekend. I played Philadelphia money line first half and game. I got the first half money line at a dollar eighty. I got the game at two fifty-five. I just couldn't turn that down. Yes, that would have been a devastating loss. But when you look at Tampa Bay's wins at Minnesota. A team that was who's 0-3 and against Chicago at home, a team that is 0-3, just didn't match up. I, I just don't like what I see out of Tampa Bay uh, outside of their you know, big plays to Michael Evans. You look at everything else besides the Michael Evans bombs, the 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 terrible turnovers by their opponents with Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields. Take away all that weird nonsense. Tampa Bay is not a very good football team. Philadelphia came in. They took care of business. No nonsense cover. It was pretty easy money. Buffalo really impressed me down in Landover, Maryland, Kyle. That was a really impressive defense perform the defensive performance. I didn't see that coming. Yet another line that just kept dropping. The betting public brought that down. You saw four and a half on uh, at some books around noon Eastern on Sunday. The Bills, what an easy play there on the money line. You could have gotten that money line just south of two dollars if you waited to the last minute to bet the Buffalo Bills. I'll tell you, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns, you know, I think they may have a top three defense. And if Deshaun Watson can figure this out, they're a dangerous team. That's going to be a great matchup against Baltimore. I think the Browns are a live play right there. I think the value is there on, on uh, Cleveland to win at minus 145. The Bills-Dolphins game, kind of a shame it's not on national TV at 8, 820 on Sunday night. Instead, you're going to get, uh, I mean, you're going to get, 
on Sunday night this week. Who do we have? We have like the John, like the the Jets hosting the Chiefs. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's just the terrible. Zach Wilson yeah. Bowl. Oh, it's horrible. The Bills Dolphins is a no play, not because I'm a Bills fan, but I'll tell you what, Miami's offense, we can talk about the 70 points, we can talk about everything we want, but look at the defenses they have played this season. New England's not bad, I'll give you that, but the Chargers and the Broncos are really bad. The Bills defense showed a lot of promise last Sunday down in Maryland. Listen, if I had to bet it, I would take the Dolphins, they're really hot right now. I'd buy it up to three and a half, maybe sprinkle a little bit on the Bills' money line, but my bigger play would be Miami plus three and a half. I cannot wait to watch that game. It's a real test for the Buffalo Bills. Are the Bills real? Because if you would have told me five weeks ago that you would only lay a dollar forty at home against Miami on the money line, Kyle, I'd probably rob a bank and put everything on Buffalo, but that's not the case anymore. Dolphins are scary. Well, how interesting is it that after all these years, Buffalo is all of a sudden flying under the radar now? Like, I mean, Kansas City, Miami, San Francisco, even to a certain extent, Philadelphia. Those have been the teams that have been dominating to start the season. And here's Buffalo at obviously two and one, but a team that has a greater margin of victory than any team in the NFL this year. So I just it's interesting that with all the talent they had last year and ending in disappointment that now we come back this year, still a ridiculously talented team and Buffalo's all of a sudden flying under the radar. I think the bills should still be punished in the public eye for losing that game at MetLife. That's a bad football team with Zach Wilson at the helm. And they had that game wrapped up. They should have won that game in the third quarter and they failed to do so on pretty much every account. So if you take a look at the sample size, you have to include the Jets game. The Bills offense can sputter. We saw that with Josh Allen. I mean, they they couldn't do with anything against a good defense. So let's see how good this Miami defense is. If they are if they are legit, Buffalo's in trouble because I don't know if Buffalo can match points every possession. How do you feel about the uh, the winless bowl between the the Vikings and Panthers this week? I assume this is a game where the Vikings get off the hump playing against yeah. what we think is going to be Andy Dalton, but the Vikings have uh, the Vikings have told their fans within five days of this season that there's nothing to expect this year. Well, let's start with Andy Dalton and DFS. I, I think I'm going to sprinkle him in a few tournaments, Kyle. This is an opportunity where the Panthers could be down. And he's just going to throw and throw against a defense that just likes to blitz. That's all Brian Flores does. He sends blitzes, I think, every other play. And that gives quarterbacks an opportunity to find some open receivers. Is it a get-right game for Minnesota? Maybe. I don't like it, Kyle. I don't, I'm not playing Minnesota minus three and a half or on the money line at $1.60, $1.65. I just don't. I don't like what I see. I don't like the running game. Alexander Madison had a better game against the Chargers, but Carolina's defense is okay. It's not terrible. It's probably better than L.A. Uh, they couldn't stop Seattle last week, though, so maybe you can make that argument against my statement right there. But uh, this could be the get-right game for Minnesota, but Carolina at home – Catching three and a half, I've seen crazy stuff happen with Minnesota for the last four years or so under Kirk Cousins. It's a stay-away game for me, 
But my only gambling suggestion to your to your listeners is maybe consider Andy Dalton really cheap in DFS so you can build up your receivers and running backs because Dalton's going to get 300 yards. He did it against Seattle. I think he's going to do it against Minnesota. And last but not least, as we try to do every week, we need Razor Rosenthal's survivor pick of the week, picks of the week. I don't know if your team is still alive this year because there's been yeah. some wild upsets. Uh, I lost on the... Uh, um, who was it? I lost on the Ravens. Jaguars. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaguars, Ravens. I, I had Kansas City, San Francisco uh, last week, Kyle. So uh, in my big ones and the ones that I care about, I am alive. So let's start with that. Uh, listen, I, I think you go right back to those two teams if you still have them. So Kansas City and, 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 uh, and, and San Francisco are up there for me. Chargers. Listen, Chargers are going to charge, right? They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do stupid stuff. But they're playing one of the dumbest teams out there, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I like the Chargers in this spot right here. Uh, Kansas City on the road does not scare me. San Francisco at home, that should be a layup. Um, those are the teams. I would say the Chargers, the Niners, and the Chiefs I feel the most comfortable with. You can also make a very good argument for Philadelphia. What I do not like, Kyle, with Survivor is a divisional game with the team that you're selecting Coming off a short week, that game will be tougher than probably you think. I am staying away from Philadelphia and Survivor. That's Razor Rosenthal. He's telling you, don't believe, don't write off Washington just yet. Don't write off Sam Howell and that mediocre Washington offense. Instead, take the Chargers. That is very sound advice there. So I appreciate you, Razor. Thanks for stopping in. And uh, we'll catch up again in a couple weeks and see how everything's going. Well, let me just say this. If you're going to take the Chargers, this should be the week to do it. You have a you have their QB one with the Raiders and concussion protocol. You have a team that is probably in a little bit of turmoil. Horrific call by Josh McDaniels to kick a field goal at the end. I have I have no explanation for that, but I don't like the Chargers ever in Survivor. If you had to do it, I think this is the spot at home versus Vegas. That's where I'm probably leaning towards a little bit of a risk. I like it. And if not, safe play of Niners in Kansas City just to stay Very alive. safe. Very safe. Very safe. All right. Well, thank you for stopping in, Razor, and uh, we'll catch up with you again in a couple weeks. Again, check out Razor's Twitter as well. You can follow for all sorts of fun gambling advice and sports analysis and all sorts of fun stuff. So thank you again, Razor. Appreciate it, Kyle. Hope to see you in a few weeks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.